I have found that I have to be very careful when I'm dealing with the purchasing of items for if I follow after money, it is so often a mistake. If I try to buy the less expensive item, it's very often a mistake if I'm trying to save that money. Now, I'm in a position where God led me to get out of debt and stay out of debt, and that was 45 years ago. So I haven't been in debt since that time. I don't allow myself to be under money pressures. When I went to buy a new car in the year 2020, I had sold a house in Texas and the money was just sitting there in the bank, and I had ample money to pay for a reasonably priced new car, if there is a reasonably priced new car. Everything's relative. But, for example, I would never allow myself to go look at a car like a Porsche. It is something that I really can't afford. It would be unwise for me to allow myself to be stirred up by something I can't afford. But neither do I have to go to the very lowest level. That would be unwise. Somehow there is a balance in this money subject. Being led by money, I have found, is usually the wrong way to go. Being led to buy an inexpensive item can be the wrong way to go. Being led to look at the very most expensive item could definitely be the wrong way to go. Somewhere in the middle, there is a balance. Of course, for us, we pray and ask God to guide us and ask God not to let us make a mistake when we are about to purchase something. For several weeks, I have been praying about the food I eat, I have found that certain foods don't agree with me, and I've been asking God for help in that area. And it came into my mind and heart to pursue purchasing some form of outdoor grill to use to cook both meats and vegetables. I live in the home of one of our church members, and I shared with her that I was interested in outdoor grill. A few days ago, we began looking at such. I didn't even realize they made wood-burning outdoor grills. The only thing I had any knowledge of at all was gas and butane. I'd seen people carrying those canisters of butane from the grocery store, I always wondered how heavy it was and even wondered in my best time if I would have been able to actually function with this. I did have a gas grill uh, at one of my houses, and it was a gas line directly to the grill. So this is a subject that I know almost nothing about. I began looking at the offerings from Ace Hardware online. And immediately, I saw a just what I thought was a spectacular-looking grill. I'd never heard of the brand before, but I don't know anything about this subject. I've never heard of the brand before, but I just loved 
the way this looked. And then I saw it was wood burning. And I wasn't sure about that. Then I saw that there was this same company had one that was one side of it was wood burning and one side was propane. But when we looked into the details of this, it was $200 less than the one that I really liked, which was the wood burning, just by appearance. And then another problem is when Pam checked the measurements, and she's very good with this, she went out and checked the porch, and it was just too big for the porch. The one that was the wood burning was 20 inches smaller in width and would fit on the porch. And I thought, oh, good, we'll be, maybe we'll be able to get the one that I actually liked best, <laughs> knowing nothing but just looking at the thing. Pam was at Costco at that same period of time picking up a prescription for me, and she said they have those grills at Costco also, that brand that we liked. They have them at Costco. I didn't even ask her how much it cost. I knew how much the one cost that I liked, and I knew I could easily pay for it, even from my check, uh, checking account. I don't allow myself to be led by money. I don't look at something if I can't pay for it. But neither am I led by, this is $200 less. I just don't allow me myself to do that. Pam took a uh, cell phone picture of the grill that she saw at Costco's. She said it doesn't look anything like the one you like. She showed it to me, and I didn't even like the way it looked. I didn't inquire about the price. I considered it was probably considerably less than the one that I liked. There was another gas grill that looked exactly like the one that I liked, except it was not as big. It was kind of like it had been chopped off on the end and was shorter. And I didn't like the looks of that as much. But this is Pam's house. And I wanted her to have what she liked, what she felt comfortable with. Also, she's the one who'll be using it. I can't even walk. I can walk a little bit with a walker, but not much. So she is the one to be considered. I used great discipline as she was looking at the two grills that we were considering. She was looking online at them. I used enormous discipline. I just was praying to God that he would guide her in the one that would be the best one for us. She made her decision, and it was really interesting because she thought the one that I liked the best was just too big. She said it was so high up from the ground, and she's rather short. And she, <laughs> she said it just feels so big. And the other one that I thought was a little chopped off looking was two inches shorter than the one I liked. And <laughs> the idea came to her to measure her kitchen countertops. 
so she likes the height of those, and she feels comfortable in her kitchen. The grill that she thought was too tall turned out to be one inch shorter than her kitchen countertop. It can be so tricky. You can be so misled. You have to pray and let God work through all this. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. And I felt like this is an example of being guided into all truth because one grill was too large when we checked it. Then she felt this one was too tall and God got her straight by having her look at her countertops. The day we were looking at these, about 7 o'clock in the evening, she said, I'm going back over to Ace Hardware and look at that grill again. So she got in the car and went over there, and I was just sitting here praying that she would make the right decision and that God would lead her. As she got back to the house, the minute I heard the door from the garage to the house open, I had the idea have her check the kitchen countertop height. She'd already had that information come to her. She had checked the height of the kitchen, and that's the reason she went over to see how tall that grill really was. We both were led exactly the same way. She laughed and said, well, that grill top is one inch shorter than the top of my kitchen countertop, so I don't know why it looks so tall to me. Sometimes in a store, you have to be real careful because you can miss the perspective. But God can lead us and help us to get where we need to go. The Apostle Paul said, if we, basically, if we follow after money, we put ourselves at risk. And I certainly find that. We ended up getting the exact grill that I liked so much when I saw the picture of the grill. It turned out, and when we got all the facts, it fit perfectly. And it wasn't even hard to clean out. I didn't know anything about wood-burning grills, but all she had to do is take a handheld vacuum, and there's a little trap door there, and you just vacuum up the debris from the wood pellets. Once again, the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. Get the facts. Get the details. Let it all come together. Be led by God. I know we were both led by God on that kitchen countertop. We hadn't discussed it. Both of us heard to do the same thing and did it. And then we found that each of us had heard the same thing. Check the height of the kitchen countertop to resolve the issue. It's so interesting when God is leading us. Let's look for just a moment at that scripture. John chapter 16, verse 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. If you think back on the story I've just told you, We were being led. We were being led to look at all the facts and all the details, to consider everything, to rule out that which would not have been the best for us, the one that was too big. We were being led 
by all the facts. And there's another thing we kind of trap ourselves into is our own thinking. When I saw that double grill, the one that one side of it's wood burning and the other side of it was propane, I thought, well, this is really what we should choose because we would have the flexibility. The other one that I really liked the way it looked was wood burning only. So I had decided that, well, we really should get the one that has both. And then when we found it was too big for the area on the porch and it would feel overwhelming, I was so glad because I thought, oh, maybe we can get the one that I like. (laughs) See, sometimes our reasoning gets in the way. But let it play out. Let God lead you in every step because he will do that. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, of his own ideas. But whatsoever he shall hear from God, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. I have found the Holy Spirit is such a treasure. He teaches me all things. He guides me into all truth. He reminds me of scripture. And he shows me things to come. And it's always truth. It always fits. He knows the future. So when I have the assurance of the Holy Spirit, because I know God knows the future and he would never lead me to go into something where I was going to need that money later. So if I have his approval on something, I'm totally assured in going forward. It's a wonderful gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Some Christians are afraid of it because they think that the Holy Spirit will take over their body and I guess like the old old Holy Roller Church where they rolled on the floor saying, oh, they've got the Spirit. No, that is not the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God would never take over your body and make you do something. He doesn't make you say things. You have choices. He shows you what God wants you to say, but you have choices. It's a great gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit is incredible. John chapter 14, verse 26, and John chapter 16, verse 13. But I know some people have been taught at their churches to be fearful of this, this Holy Spirit. Oh, it's just pitiful because except you be led by the Spirit of God. The ones who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. It's a sad thing when you're taught against the Holy Spirit by your churches. I do a lot of teaching on the subject of the Holy Spirit, so if you're one of those people who has been led to fear the Holy Spirit and avoid the Holy Spirit. You can look at our podcast and I have quite a few things about following the Holy Spirit. Well, certainly concerning pursuing money or spending money, certainly we should be led by the Spirit of God. 
led by God and even pursue being led by God, asking God for wisdom, asking God to help us to choose the thing that would be right and best for us, depending on God in all things. It's so important. I just don't know how anybody goes forward the other way of trying to depend on their own mind and flesh. But the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth, the things that are best for us, the things that God approves, the things that will not burden us, the things that we can be assured of going forward that we're not going to need that money later. When we have the Holy Spirit's information, that's all we need to go forward. Let's look at what the Apostle Paul said about money, warning us. 1 Timothy chapter 6. We'll start at verse 5, because verse 5 has something in it that I think is, well, extremely important for us. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth who suppose that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. Be very careful about those people who think gain is a sign of godliness. This is what Paul warns us about in verse 5 of 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6, start at verse 5 again. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, who are supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. Verse 6, but godliness with contentment. Is great gain. Now that doesn't mean we'll never buy anything or make any changes, but this overall contentment, godliness with contentment, is great gain. And Paul's going to warn us about the pursuit of things. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, Let us therewith be content. But they that will be rich, they that follow after riches, those people that try to get more money, that money leads them. It leads them into which job to take. And they end up in a job they hate very often. They end up by following money. They end up in a job that destroys them. Because often they see the pursuit of money as a prestige. So you have to be careful with the subject of money and the way you deal with it and pursue it. If we're following after money and make our decisions based on money, it can be very risky, very dangerous. Verse 9 again. But they that will be rich or follow after riches fall into a temptation and a snare 
and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drowned men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Now Paul is going to tell us what to do and how to live. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. We don't have to worry a lot about this verse 11 because if we're being led by the Spirit of God, we will automatically produce the fruits of the Spirit of God which are love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. As long as we are following after the Spirit of God, as long as we are making decisions based on what God has shown us, we're going to produce the fruits of the Spirit of God. But we'll reread verse 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Now Paul is going to present a second warning to us concerning money and personal possessions. He's speaking to Timothy, the evangelist, and he warns Timothy and tells them to warn the people. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. That they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. The Apostle John in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, gives us another warning. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. If we follow the Spirit of God doing what he shows us, we're going to do the will of God because he won't show us anything but the will of God. He is the Spirit of truth. We have a uh, section of scripture in the Bible where the disciples came to Jesus and they just 
we're talking about the beauty of the temple in Jerusalem and the goodly stones that were there and how much riches there were associated with the temple in Jerusalem. In Matthew 24, verses 1 and 2, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Luke 21, 5 says, And as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts. They were very impressed by the temple in Jerusalem. Some people are very impressed by their church buildings and do the same thing. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. In the end times, God will destroy the heaven and this earth. And all those things that we see with our natural eye and admire will be destroyed in the end times, keeping a perspective on this subject. Seek wisdom from God. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. James 1 5. Let's close with Proverbs chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler. A buckler is an armament that they wore on their arm to protect themselves from the bullets of the, from the uh, swords that would come toward them in a battle. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Be careful with money. Some of you might choose to listen to this podcast a few times more because it's a very good warning. It's a warning about following after money to the point that we buy the wrong object just because it costs less. It's a warning about the pursuit of riches, the pursuit of the things of this world, the lust after the things of this world. Recently, I realized that the definition that shows us pursuit of riches has to do with comparing ourselves one to another. And it says in the Bible, when we do that, we're not wise. If you do that, you might develop covetousness when you compare yourself with someone else. One time, my cleaning lady came to me and said, don't you ever feel like you have to keep up with the Joneses? And I said, what did you say? I I mean, I couldn't even assimilate what she was saying. And she said, well, don't you ever feel you have to keep up with the Joneses? And I said, no, I don't believe I do. 
Be content with such things as you have. At that time, I had a 25-year-old car. I was perfectly happy with it. I wasn't going on long trips out of town. But it ran well, and it seemed fine to me. I didn't have to have a car like my neighbors, who had Mercedes and... I think they had some other kind of car, too, an expensive car, two expensive cars. I have other things that I was more interested in, like my sound system, the sound equipment. Each of us have things that we are interested in. God makes it possible for us to have things of this world. But this pursuit of them, this burning goal to get them, is the thing we have to keep under control. Through prayer, through following the Spirit of God, God gives us all good things to enjoy as we live on this earth. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.